Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron Snyder. And I'm Lauren Like. Today we are joined by Dorian Jernberg, the Acting Director of the WIFIA Management Division for the Environmental Protection Agency. Dorian, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad to be with you. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the Water Infrastructure Finance and Innovation Act program, or WIFIA for short? Sure thing. Um, WIFIA is essentially a government bank, and it's designed to accelerate investment in the nation's water infrastructure. And we do that by providing long-term, low-cost, very flexible loans. Thanks, Ryan. The, so the Corps also has been working on a similar program, and in fact, the Corps and EPA share the exact same authorizing language. The Corps' programs focus on core infrastructure, obviously, which is, you know, going to be focused on flood risk management, ecosystem restoration, navigation. EPA's programs focus a, a little bit on a little different uh, group of infrastructure. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what types of projects um, get funded or financed by your loans and, and how that process works? Sure. The EPA WIFIA program essentially focuses on um, kind of traditional water utility projects. So we can do all types of water and wastewater infrastructure projects, um, which are generally advanced, like I said, by utilities, water districts, or cities. The types of projects that we're doing are things like pipe rehab, distribution systems, plant upgrades. Um, we can do stormwater projects and water supply projects. We do a lot of projects for uh, water infrastructure resiliency and also to provide kind of additional water sources, um, such as uh, water reuse. The way that our process works is we will invite selected projects to submit applications and um, essentially underwrite the loans uh, like a bank would, and that's why we call it a government bank. Thanks, Joanne. So you talked a bit about the program. Um, can you talk further about the benefits of WIFIA? So, for instance, why would somebody want a loan from EPA? Yeah, I think the main benefits of the WIFIA program and what we really try to do is, as program staff, is um, kind of take advantage of some of the unique flexibilities that we can offer as a government, as a federal government lender and pass those benefits on to our borrowers and our communities. And so those benefits are essentially the fact that we don't care about making money, and so we can lend at our cost to borrow, which translates into being able to offer a very low interest rate, and the fact that as a government lender, we want to be repaid, but we're not so worried about when that repayment takes place. And what that means is that we can offer extended loan terms, kind of very long loan maturities, which allows our borrowers to spread payments out over a long period and really helps them advance kind of major costly infrastructure projects while keeping their overall rates low and kind of minimizing the effect on their communities. So what kind of magnitude of benefits do borrowers see from this program? Is this something where it's an obvious choice to go to EPA to get these loans because there's so much value there, or is it is it something that's you know, maybe there's not as much value or I guess savings to them? Like why do they come to you? Um, obviously there's flexible terms, but is there some other benefit? Yeah, I think that's a great question. You know, one benefit that I didn't talk about, which I think our borrowers have 
told us they really appreciate is the fact that the that we will kind of provide a commitment early on and upfront. And that just helps a borrower who is planning kind of a very complex project because sort of you get the government side of things in for 49% of the cost, you can lock that down and then you can proceed to work on the, you know, five or six other pieces of the project that you're trying to advance, including the other half of the financing. I think, Erin, to your question, it really, like, sort of the value proposition of WIFIA that we find within EPA is very dependent on the community itself. And there are definitely communities out there, utilities out there that, you know, are able to and prefer to finance their infrastructure projects or fund their infrastructure projects in ways other than using the WIFIA program. I was talking to one utility who told me they had about a billion dollars in cash on hand, and they asked, why would, why would we want a WIFI loan? And my response was, well, you wouldn't, because cash is cheaper than, um, than financing. Um, I think some of the utilities that, that we see out there are very highly rated, and so they have a lot of competitive options um, going with the bond market. Um, we also, within the EPA community, have a very active, robust, and well-functioning state lending program called the State Revolving Funds. And a lot of our borrowers um, utilize the State Revolving Funds and in many cases co-finance co their projects with WIFIA and the State Revolving Fund. So, I mean, I think the good thing for the water infrastructure community is that there are a lot of funding and financing options out there to help them meet their needs. And I think what we've tried to do uh, at EPA with the WIFIA program is create, you know, a new source of financing that is additive to the rest of the options. And so if you need to delay payment over time, if you need that upfront commitment, if it's, you know, very important to you to have an extremely low interest rate, those are the times that you're going to come into WIFIA. And in, in other times, I think our borrowers are going to choose to go with some of the other options that are available. And that's really what we're, you know, that's what we intend to have happen. Yeah, that, that's really great. I mean, it's, it's nice to really have this tool in the toolbox where uh, they have that option and having this, this government-supported option for them um, really seems like it can provide value to those, those taxpayers and ratepayers. Have you seen sufficient interest in your program as you've been in the development? Yes. The interest has been quite high. I was going to say, uh, I was trying to, um, I'll just say quite high. We've been, I think we've been very pleasantly surprised with the level of interest, I think particularly in the early years. The first time we announced a notice of funding availability, we didn't know kind of what, you know, what level of uptake we would have within the program. And really since the beginning, in our first notice of funding availability that was put out in 2017, we've seen very strong demand and in each subsequent notice of funding availability that we've issued, demand has exceeded the amount of resources that we have to lend. And so, you know, we've done four rounds so far. We're getting ready to do a fifth in the relatively near future. You know, we've received a total of 223 letters of interest over those four years um, requesting more than $30 billion of WIFIA financing. So it's been, you know, definitely more than I had originally expected when I started at EPA in 2016. Yeah, that's very exciting, you know, and we 
at the core are thrilled that you guys have led the charge on this program because we are working with you to to really understand how you put together your program and and to really gather lessons learned from you all. So can you talk about some of those valuable lessons you have learned through your experiences setting up EPAs with your program and and how you're sharing those with us um, as we stand up our WIFIA program? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I would say is that we have been really happy to work with a core on your WIFIA program. I just think it's a great collaboration and a great example of kind of good good governance, right? Because we don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time on elements of our programs that are similar. We have so many lessons learned at EPA. I mean, I could, at, I at least, I got so many things wrong from the beginning. And I think one of the, you know, really interesting things about, you know, being part of a, a new startup program is just how much opportunity we have to reevaluate and think through again how to really maximize the value of the program that we're running as we do and then learn, you know, learn from what we've done. You know, I think probably the biggest and most kind of general lesson learned is just to be flexible and, you know, kind of not try too much, not try to get too much right up front because you are invariably going to need to be, you know, kind of very nimble and very dynamic in making adjustments to the program. And so I think at EPA, we, we maybe tried too hard to sort of set up the perfect program from the very beginning. And, you know, what we found, and it was, it was good in that it provided a, an excellent foundation for us to move forward. You know, we were ready to get our first letters of interest through. And, and I think well positioned to meet the demand that exceeded our expectations. But on the flip side, we had created a lot of program infrastructure that we, we had to adjust because we had based it very heavily on the, the transportation program, the TIFIA program, and then we, we were, you know, constantly making adjustments to make it more applicable to the water sector. So that's, that's probably my biggest lessons learned, lesson learned. And, and I still learn it, just be flexible and, be dynamic. Yeah, flexibility is definitely key to setting up any new program, and especially when you're you're working in areas that the agencies maybe didn't work in before. I mean, federal loans are definitely new to the Corps of Engineers, but I think by leveraging these resources with you, you know, we're going to be able to have a successful program. And, and it is kind of unique to really see how well we're able to leverage resources and work together. And sometimes it's hard to leverage resources within your own agency. So the fact that we're able to have two agencies working together um, to stand up this program, I, I think is really a testament to the, the staff, both at EPA and within the Corps. So we really appreciate that. You did talk about, you know, you had 223 letters of interest, $30 billion in requests. I was just curious, how many loans have you actually issued? What's the value of those loans? And, you know, what kind of savings have your, your ratepayers and taxpayers seen due to those loans? Yeah, so we have made 44 loans, or we've announced 44 loans to date. And um, that totals about $8 billion in lending, so in credit assistance. And in total, about 17, we've supported about $17 billion in infrastructure investment, um, since we only provide funding for roughly half the cost of, of the project. 
these loans, because again, of our low interest rate and our sort of structuring flexibilities, our, our, our ability to delay payment and commit early, have saved communities an estimated $4 billion. And those are savings that they estimate, so it's, it's from them over the life of the loan. Yeah, that, that's really fantastic. So $4 billion in savings, that's, that's really money that is now in the pockets of ratepayers and utility payers. So your people's like, say, sewer and water bills might be able to be cheaper over the long run due to this program. So that seems like a really amazing tool. And $4 billion is really a, a ginormous amount, I think, for, for us to be talking about for savings, really in just a four-year period. So really with the economic challenges the nation's had, you know, in this past year has been definitely rough on folks to be able to see that kind of money in their pockets and available for, for local governments to do different things with or even just to let their taxpayers keep that money and, and spend it on other things is a really great program. You know, Lauren, I think maybe I'll, I'll toss it over to you and see if there's anything else you wanted to, to ask. Yeah, so, Jorian, I mean, so you talked about, you know, $17 billion in infrastructure investment, obviously, with a new administration coming in, infrastructure is a topic that has come up as a as a priority. And as Aaron mentioned, obviously, folks have been hurting. So infrastructure is definitely one of the ways that we can spur economic recovery. So when we think about this new administration, when we think about the future, what do you see as the future of uh, EPA's Lithia program as we look to the next few years? Yeah, I certainly see and hope Lithia will be a large part of the new administration's infrastructure initiative. I believe, again, because of how we're complementary to the, re the rest of the funding and financing options out there in the water space, uh, the WIFIA program has a lot to provide in terms of just helping to advance that infrastructure initiative, and in particular, kind of advancing projects that are going to provide some of that climate resiliency, projects that are, you know, going to help kind of meet the equity equity needs that are out there, equity considerations in um, communities all across the country. And, the, you know, the fact that we can help utilities better sort of, you know, maximize their rate structuring to keep rates low while still helping to advance these really necessary projects, I think, is a, is a key benefit of the WIFIA program. I personally see us as being part of the conversation and part of the tool, one of the tools in the toolbox um, going forward as we look at um, reinvesting in, in infrastructure and clean infrastructure around the country. Yeah, that, that reinvestment is really important. And looking at economically disadvantaged communities and environmental justice concerns that are out there, I know both the, the core and EPA have been working towards expanding financing and making sure that these programs are eligible to some of those communities. Is there anything in particular you can talk about with your program as it pertains to economically disadvantaged communities or environmental justice and what works being done? Yeah, I mean, I think we have seen over the years that multiple projects that we've helped to finance are addressing um, environmental justice concerns, are sort of helping to improve the infrastructure in disadvantaged communities. So we've seen that from the beginning. I think it's been an important part of the program. 
And I think there's a lot more that we can and will do on that front going forward in the years to come, including just increasing the amount of outreach and potentially technical support for disadvantaged communities. Really, I think EPA is looking a lot at um, additional measures that we can take as an agency to address equity concerns. I think there's, there's a good amount that's been done and we've been really happy to see borrowers utilize WIFIA to help finance projects that are meeting these equity and environmental justice goals and I think there's a lot more that we can do. That's great. Well, thank you, Jorian, for this wonderful overview of the WIPIA program. This is clearly a great tool that's going to enable community investment, save taxpayers um, a lot of money at the same time. It, it definitely seems like a win-win in my book and, and a tool that the federal government needs to have available. So I uh, just want to thank you for being here today. And with that, I'll, I'll see if you have any final thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up. I will just say um, thank you to you, Aaron, and to Lauren, and to the rest of the team for having me on this podcast. I certainly agree. It is a great tool. It's a great part of the financing package that we can provide. And we're looking forward to working more with CORE to help, to help bring that part of the program online and, and add one more tool to the toolbox. Great. Well, thank you, Dorian, and, and thank you for your support as we continue to grow our infrastructure financing program. And, and for our listeners, if you want to find out more about EPA's WIFIA program, just Google EPA and WIFIA. And the CORE's Water Infrastructure Financing Program, you can just Google CORE CWIFP and you'll find our websites. Uh, we really appreciate, Dorian, you joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you and people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.